Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded May 27, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. This week in the podcast, we dig into consumer staples, the third best performing sector in the S&P 500 so far in 2022. The big thing you need to know, we're sticking with a market weight stance on the sector. The tailwinds that have boosted sector performance so far this year, a favorable backdrop in the terms of the macro for defensives, rising recession fears, strong money flows, and a higher quality profile than other defensives, may continue to support leadership in the sector in the very near term. But our list of concerns on the sector is growing. It includes extremely problematic valuations, crowded positioning, earnings revision risk, a weaker ESG profile, and a cautious outlook from our analyst team. On a 6-12 to month view, we think staying neutral makes the most sense, and we're reluctant to chase the sector here. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that if you found our work helpful, we'd appreciate your vote in this year's Institutional Investor All-America Research Survey in the Portfolio Strategy category. Now the details. Takeaway number one. Tailwinds for the sector in early 2022 may continue to support leadership in the very near term. These include, first, a favorable macro backdrop for defensive sectors generally. Defensive sectors as a group, which we define as consumer staples, utilities, and healthcare, tend to outperform both cyclicals and secular growth-oriented sectors following first Fed rate hikes, an important milestone that recently passed. Additionally, defensives tend to outperform when GDP growth expectations shift below the long-term average, a process that's gotten underway this year, with consensus GDP forecasts now tracking at 2.7% for 2022 and 2% for 2023. For reference, the average is 2.5. Defensives also tend to outperform when ISM manufacturing is falling, a trend that got underway last year. On this last point, it's worth noting that relative to all other major sectors, consumer staples shows the greatest tendency to outperform when ISM manufacturing is in a downtrend. The second tailwind, rising recession fears. During the past four recession-related drawdowns in the U.S. equity market, consumer staples has consistently outperformed along with healthcare. The leadership we've seen in staples in early 2022 has been consistent with the recession drawdown playbook so far. The third tailwind, favorable money flows. Consumer staples has benefited from strong ETF flows in early 2022, something we've seen for most other defensive sectors as well. While inflows to staples have moderated in May, they remain positive. And fourth, a decent quality profile. Quality scores tend to be higher in consumer staples than other defensive sectors. Over time, high quality tends to outperform, and this is particularly true during periods of heightened risk and uncertainty. Defensive sectors, as a rule, tend to have lower quality scores than secular growth-oriented sectors, and consumer staples' better ranking compared to utilities and healthcare is another reason why we think it's made sense for investors to flock to this sector in early 2022. But let's move on to takeaway number two. Even though consumer staples has outperformed for some pretty good reasons in early 2022, our list of concerns is mounting, and we're reluctant to chase it here. Here are our main concerns. The first concern, extremely expensive valuations. The PE of the sector relative to the S&P 500 was 1.6 standard deviations above the long-term average at the end of April, before taking a hit in May. April's high was admittedly a little below past peaks, which tend to be seen around major equity market lows and cross the two standard deviation mark, but they're still quite stretched nonetheless. 
With the hit the sector took in mid-May around retail earnings, Staples is no longer the most expensive sector in the S&P 500 as it was a month ago, but it's still very high in the list, coming in only behind utilities and healthcare. It's worth noting that defensive sectors generally look overvalued to us right now, particularly relative to secular growth-oriented sectors, with relative valuations between the two baskets near historical extremes, which are often seen around major equity market lows. The second concern, crowded positioning. We talked about this last week in the podcast. In our recent review of 1Q2213 Fs for more than 300 hedge funds, one of the biggest things that jumped out to us was that while consumer staples remained an underweight as 1Q22 came to an end, the underweight had narrowed significantly, and positioning was essentially back to the peak made in the third quarter of 2016, when the low vol trade that had become so popular in the industrial recession of 2015-2016 began to unwind. We take this as a sign that the consumer staple sector has become extremely crowded again in hedge funds and carries significant positioning risk when the macro backdrop eventually shifts. The third concern, earnings revision trends. Consumer staples has actually been pretty weak on earnings revision trends for quite some time, with more negative than positive revisions to sell-side earnings forecasts. However, the sector has still been seeing positive revision trends, driven by strong underlying demand as well as pricing and inflation. While the rate of upward earnings revision trends fell to levels that were close to historical lows in April, we see a risk that they get stuck down in deeply negative territory if revenue revisions falter as the consumer comes under pressure and potentially pushes back on pricing in coming months. The fourth concern, a less favorable ESG profile. Analysis from our ESG strategist Sarah Mahaffey suggests that consumer staples has a less appealing ESG profile than most other S&P 500 sectors. Her work shows that global sustainable funds have been underweight staples with low aggregate ESG momentum scores there as well. The fifth concern, a less favorable view of the outlook for the sector from our analyst team. Our U.S. equity analyst outlooks are an important contributing factor to our equity strategy sector recommendations. In our latest quarterly RBC analyst survey, our Staples team, led by Nick Modi, stood out for being the least constructive on performance. Recent conversations with our Staples team and other analyst teams across the department suggest this remains the case today. In our survey, it was noteworthy that our Staples team had some of the deepest concerns about direct and indirect exposure to the Russia-Ukraine conflict relative to analysts in other sectors. And in their recent publications, our Staples team has also argued it will be harder for their companies to get through pricing as retailers fight to keep foot traffic as the consumer comes under further inflationary pressure and savings rate swindle. The sixth concern, we're mindful that there will eventually be a shift in the economic and macro narrative. With the S&P 500 attempting to stabilize at the outer edge of growth growth scare territory, a 20% drawdown from peak, which the index had not breached at the time of writing, and key gauges on institutional and individual investor sentiment close to or in line with past troughs, suggesting that a considerable amount of fundamental deterioration is already baked into the stock market. It's worth keeping in mind that the macro tailwinds that have benefited consumer staples so far in 2022 will not endure forever. Our economics team has started to talk about rate cuts being a possibility in 2023, a sentiment that was echoed recently by James Bullard, making us think that it will soon be time to stop talking about how different parts of the equity markets are affected by rate hikes and time to talk about how they're affected by Fed pivots or cuts. And on the topic of recession, it's also important to keep in mind that performance trends within the stock market tend to change midway through recessions when the equity market bottoms. 
Once the broader market bottom is found, many of the performance trends seen early on in the recession tend to reverse course very quickly and very sharply. Consumer staples is one of those sectors that tends to see its fortunes turn. It tends to outperform heading into recessions and during the recession's early days, but tends to underperform after the broader market bottoms on the way out of recessions. I'll wrap up with one final thought. With a possible inflection and the broader market underway, we think a market weight stance on consumer staples makes sense for investors with a 6-12 to 12 month time frame. We're also mindful of the possibility that if the equity market isn't bottoming now, it will most likely be due to signs that consumers broadly are breaking down in a significant way, which will pose yet another fundamental headwind for consumer stocks generally. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.